welcome to the Hotel News Now Podcast Network. I'm senior reporter Dana Miller, and I'm very excited for today's episode. We're going to jump into a topic we haven't yet really covered on the podcast network, but something that I think every hotel and hotelier really thinks about on the daily, and that topic is design and architecture. In today's environment, hospitality designers are always looking for ways uh, for hotels to be more sustainable, incorporate wellness, technology, and a bunch of other buzzwords um, through design. So for an expert source today, we have Lisa Howdy. She's Senior Vice President and Director of Interior Design at LK Interiors. Welcome to the podcast, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Good. Well... To start off, just for our listeners to get a little idea of who you are and what you do, can you tell us a bit about LKI um, and really, you know, the types of projects that your firm specializes in? LK Interiors is an interior design studio based here in Wichita, Kansas. We're nationally recognized for our expertise in creating authentic Mm -hmm. hospitality interiors and experiences. Um, We're known for doing crafted lifestyle boutique properties and luxury and luxury resorts and hotels and unique branded and non-branded properties. We lead with storytelling. Um, We love innovation. We're also very committed to being very authentic to the locations that we design in. Uh, So we want to create a great experience for the guests and the end user that truly is seamless to the way we live today. That's what we do. That's great. And I love that you have a variety in the portfolio, like you said, some boutiques and then also some bigger, you know, branded and resorts. So that's good. We'll get a whole scope of things that you guys have worked on. But I mean, how would you really describe the feel of design and architecture as we transition away from 2023 into what we're kind of seeing now, if there is much of a shift at all? I think it's been gradually shifting and it's going to be probably seen more moving forward into 24. Everything is very much authentic. We're embracing the locations. We're embracing that style of the unique area that you're in. People want to experience that. Um, And also, I think there's a big emphasis on nature. We truly want Mm -hmm. to have something that brings the outside in. We have more rooftop experiences and outdoor gardens and places where people can gather And I think the other big trend that we're starting to see, and it really is impactful, is creating spaces that are even more flowing and allow a guest to be seamless, whether they're there for leisure or for work or just however they're going to be using the space. It's very adaptable to how we need to use the locations for what's best for us and and how we're working in today's environment. Right. And I think that really speaks well to just how travelers are traveling these days. Like, you know, we've seen the leisure, so we see them, you know, mixing their vacations with their business trips and needing to kind of utilize different parts of the hotel for different aspects of their day. So I like how you mentioned that it's really just adaptable and meeting the needs of what these customers need today. Again, based on how travelers are choosing to utilize and interact with, you know, public spaces and guest rooms now, can you share with us how you might approach the refresh of these spaces in a hotel to really best meet, meet the needs of these customers? Um, you know, we've seen the remote working be a big trend in hotels. So curious what you're seeing on that front as well. We're really kind of adapting spaces. So the idea of just having a lobby that's just a lobby is kind of going away. It's becoming a much more open environment. It's becoming more adaptable, um, truly creating zones that are communal, that are individual, that are quiet. 
where you can sit there and work independently by yourself for a few hours, or you could be with somebody else in a small meeting or even a larger group if you're there, you know, for casual purposes, right? But I think there's more authentic thought process and how we're designing these spaces to truly kind of reflect that environment. And, and this, the lobby or the public space now becomes more of a 24-7 zone versus it was just the transition space you went through before you went to the pre-function or a meeting room mm -hmm. or a boardroom. It's, you know, we're becoming much more fluid with how we use our spaces. I think a whole podcast in itself on just lobby design is something that, you know, could be talked about because <laughs> we've just seen such an evolution, right? Like before it used to be just the desk, like you said, you do your check-in process and then you go mm -hmm. to the other zones of the hotel. But like, you know, staying at a Moxie, you know, their check-in desk is also like a bar. So it's really Correct. just more that social aspect. So it's interesting to see the evolution. And it sounds like it's becoming more of the latter where it's more just a communal space and having different, you know, act activations within it and not just the, hi, my name is Dana Miller. I'm checking in for two nights and that's it. And I think people too, like you said, we're also still blending a little bit of that work environment. And a lot of people are still using public spaces now as part of their work environment. So they're having meetings, they're having interviews, they're having functions where they need to use it. So we really have to think about that. We have to think about the technology that's being introduced and how we adapt for that. And again, just how people are using that space and truly, yeah. um, I think that's going to be a bigger trend that's going to continue to kind of grow and evolve. And yeah. even in renovation work, we're going to have to be more creative with how we adapt to make some of our older boxes work in more of this newer environment. To kind of give our listeners some, you know, like real practical advice on maybe how to design these different zones? Like, do you have any standout examples in your mind that are like, okay, this works well for a public space to have a little section for someone to hold a private business call, but then over here, it's more of like a communal space. Can you speak to any of those examples? Right. So we actually have a property in construction now in Colorado, and we've done that with the lobby. We've created zones that are very public. We've created zones that are very private. We've created even little individual pods where you can go almost like a little phone booth and you can go sit yeah. in there and it's nice and quiet. Or there's smaller little meeting spaces that are kind of tucked within the um, lobby proper where you could go in and have a small meeting with three or four people in that space. And it's still open. It's still in the open environment, but it might be somewhat private with some screening or some mm -hmm. glass doors or something, but we're adapting. And that's an older property that we're renovating to meet current needs. And, right. you know, where the social zone becomes bigger and there is a bigger influx on um, F and B and how that's incorporated in. Because again, if you're going to be sitting there for a period of time, you want to be able to get your coffee or get your snack mm -hmm. or as it transitions into social time, you know, they can go into a social zone. So it's again, that adaptation of how do we take these elements of how we're trending and how we're working or living in today's environment and how do we adapt these spaces, whether they're old or new, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We can still make it work. Yeah, that's such a, it's cool to see, you know, obviously from pandemic years, so much of the focus on design was spreading out and making sure people were, you know, distance and whatnot. And now it's, you know, it's cool to see that everything's kind of coming back together where that socialization is 
the key focus now. So that's good to hear that we've advanced in that sense. But um, so back to kind of my original list of questions, you know, is there one word, phrase or sentence that you feel will best set the scene or tone for the design trends we might see across the industry this year? I would say organic. I think there's a big push for natural organic elements, things that give a sense of balance and harmony that still connect us to the outside, but still brings it inside. It feels very authentic. Um, I think that's a great way to kind of phrase the direction we're all heading. Mm -hmm. How about some things trend-wise that we might not see this year going forward? I think the days of the very monochromatic design scheme or color is kind of going away. I think there's um, and what I'm seeing even from vendors is that, yes, you still have a neutral base, but we're infusing now things like color and texture and heavier patterns and three-dimensional art and things that are far more um, exciting. It's not mm -hmm. all just the neutral box anymore. So that's really exciting to see moving forward versus what we've kind of had for the last couple of years of the safe zone. Do you think there's a bit of psychology to that where it's like, okay, we're out of pandemic, we're excited, we're, you know, going to be a little bit more lively with our everyday life. So maybe that has something to play with like more vibrant colors or more patterns or something. It probably does to some extent. Yeah. And, I, and I think too that there's just this pent up desire just to travel, to be out, to experience, mm -hmm. whether it's for work or pleasure or whatever. And I think that's also probably driving some of that element, right? Where you mm -hmm. just really want to, you want to embrace your location, which goes back to, again, why we believe so strongly in storytelling. And it's that authentic ability to embrace where you're at. And it's not like I'm just anywhere USA. I'm right. in Seattle or I'm in Colorado. Um, you're seeing those pieces and it's a nice connection. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things I always remember when I do work travel is when I, you know, visit these awesome cities, but the hotel I'm in, it's like, I don't even realize I'm not in Cleveland, Ohio anymore, where, you know, I'm located. I can't believe I'm actually in San Francisco. You know, it's like, I, I want to feel like I'm actually in the city that I'm staying in. So I love, you know, embracing that locale mm -hmm. piece of it. Mm -hmm. yep. So we've talked so much about trends I'm curious, like, how much you, your firm specifically, lets trends influence how you're going to go about design and architecture. Do you feel like it's something that really dictates, or do you kind of, like, be a free spirit and do what you feel is best? I think it depends on what we're doing. I think that the trend of being very um, authentic with creating spaces that are flexible and meeting today's needs for a guest, that's a natural trend we're gonna follow and, and want to follow, especially as people as design and architecture. We wanna make sure that we're incorporating it so that you truly are utilizing the space the best. But any item that I'm gonna call, quote unquote, trendy, which is something yep. that's maybe just unique for right this second, kind of like the little mm -hmm. fashion pop you would buy at the store, you know, we're gonna be, careful with those kind of pieces um, and just letting that kind of be a one-off or a few pieces here and there, but it's something that could be easily removed when the life cycle or the trend is mm -hmm. over. 
but the bones to the building, the bones to the space and the architecture and the design is there and it's mm -hmm. fluid and it's timeless. You know, those are things that are harder to change and you don't want to have right. to change 15, right. 20, 25 years. Yeah. So having that longevity and then sprinkling in a little bit of, you know, fast mm -hmm. fashion with in the spaces. Right. Okay. Right. That makes sense. It's like the little black dress with the fun little pop, right? You know, you <laughs> yes. get to have something that adds a little bit of spark to it, but can yeah. easily be moved on and, and transported uh -huh. out when it's necessary for it to go. And then maybe in a few years, it'll come right back. So who knows? Exactly. So maybe put it in the closet and pull it back out yeah. in about 20 years. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So we saw a huge push from the brands for owners to, of course, complete um, property improvement plans in the past few years. Um, just curious whether it's a project that your team has had a hand in or ones you've seen from others. What did a majority of these PIPs consist of? Um, and can we expect to see more of these PIPs this year? The PIPs that we've seen so far come across are all-encompassing. It truly is reimagining spaces and doing all the things that we've talked about with the trends that are coming forward. You know, there's there really is a push to really be what's best for the guest and how do we incorporate today's lifestyle in these properties. So I think that's definitely going to keep moving forward. Um, incorporating technology is really important as mm -hmm. well because again guests need to have the freedom to work whether they're in their room or they're in the public space and we all have lots of devices that need to be plugged in so we want to make sure that we're encompassing that as well and i really think it's just going to keep continuing we're going to keep seeing that into this year um, owners and developers are really excited and wanting to provide updated products yeah. and we as humans or people in general we just have this insatiable need to want and desire to travel. So mm -hmm. there's going to be a, a push to kind of keep moving forward and keep doing these things. Uh, and I think too, to some extent, you know, there's still some backlog, I think, from all the years that we had through the pandemic where things got slowed down. So there's, you know, there's still lots of work out there that needs to happen and, and should be happening. So hopefully we'll continue to keep seeing that progress forward uh, yeah. as we go into into 24 and further in 25 and 26. Absolutely. So you mentioned, you know, technology, sustainability. Can you speak to how we might see more of that blended in? Like, do you feel like we'll see a big quote unquote sustainable makeover occur in the near term? Because that is such a big topic that consumers and brands and owners are so focused on because they know that's what the consumers are wanting. You know, the uh, Gen Z, you know, that's the top of their mind. So do you think that we'll see kind of a wave of that? I think we already are to some extent. I think we as designers, I know my team, we're very conscious about what we're selecting and why we're selecting the pieces that we do. Right. You know, making sure there's sustainability or the what is the life cycle of that piece or where is it even coming from? How is it impacting the carbon footprints? Mm -hmm. uh, but to some extent, you know, some of it's an operations thing, just even how the property is running is going to affect that, not just the selections of things we're putting in. Mm -hmm. But I think that as time moves forward, we're going to continue to see more evolution in products, um, better ways for us to adapt our buildings to meet current climate issues and problems that yeah. pop up. Uh, technology is another big one. I mean, that's constantly evolving and changing, but we're probably going to see more and more things, things like the Alexa or equal type devices being utilized in rooms, um, making sure we have 
furniture or product that's designed that can accommodate all the different types of USB, lightning, et cetera, that we all need Mm -hmm. to plug into, right? To make all our devices work. Right. Uh, So I think we're just going to keep seeing that and it's, it's going to continue to evolve. And we as designers have to just be flexible a little bit and Mm -hmm. forward thinking on how we're adjusting for all of that as well in the space. Right. I'm sure that takes a bit of a balance of between, um, you know, setting some strategies, but also being a little bit quick moving to make sure that you're, you know, hitting the right quote unquote trends that you need to include. And, you know, I think it's challenging a little bit too in some of these um, adaptive reuse buildings or even renovations, right? Because mm-hmm. you're limited by what your constraints are. So then sure. it causes us to have to be a little bit creative sometimes on how do we adapt and adjust for mm-hmm. all of that. For sure. And thinking of, you know, spas and whatnot, we've seen so many reports that wellness tourism is just booming, right? So how can wellness influence hotel design in 2024? There's a lot of thought being put into green spaces or incorporating, you know, bigger amounts of light coming in. Light's huge. Obviously, we all want to have that Um, natural light, organic elements. Anything that gives your mind and spirit some rest and some ability Mm -hmm. to kind of breathe a little bit. Uh, We're seeing more and more of that coming in. And of course, we want to incorporate that in when we can from a design standpoint, too. Yeah, absolutely. And going a little bit back to how, you know, the local community is important to where the hotel is set in. Um, you know, I was curious if you can speak a little bit about that and whether you can kind of pull in also local materials to kind of bring that sense of community also in more, or how do you guys go about that? Well, first, we do a very thorough, detailed research of the space. You know, physically, we go there, we kind of get boots on the ground and understand what we're dealing with, but we also do a lot of authentic hardcore research. And Mm -hmm. it's important that we incorporate that into that design. And so those elements could be as simple as it's something that inspires us. So color um, or elements can inspire selections that we're making. But then there's also times when we want to add that authenticity from that locale, whether it's local artifacts that get incorporated, it could be local wood, it could be you know, even something that's very specific to a location. So for example, Mm -hmm. we did a property in Austin, a bar renovation, and the, there's this one element that's just in Austin. And so we incorporated it into the hotel, into the design, the mural and everything is all based off of it because it's specific to that region. And, you know, so that's something that's unique and that's something you're only going to see in that property. Uh, another property we did in Napa, you know, we infused the modern Napa feel and, and what influenced that was the color of the wine influenced the colors that we picked, the Bordeaux, the rosés, the mm-hmm. deep, rich tones and jewel tones, et cetera. That, that was part of the influence behind some of that. So as a designer, we're constantly inspired and, mm-hmm. you know, again, when you kind of go dig into a culture, you get further inspired and then that sparks ideas and yeah. somehow that all kind of creates the whole story 
to that property that's just fun and unique and unique to it to make it that one of, one of a kind authentic scenario. That's exactly it. It goes right back to the storytelling that you were mentioning earlier. Do you ever yeah. get inspiration and creativity block or do you feel like because there's so much that you can pull from nature from you know social media that there's always just kind of like an overload of ideas coming to you? I think there's always constant overload going on in my mind, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, there have been a few properties that, you know, you've got some slim pickings to work with. And so <laughs> yeah. um, sometimes you have to dig a little deeper and, and figure it out. And again, some of those are far and few between because you can always find inspiration in something. Yeah. Or sometimes and you're in certain areas, there's so many properties, you have to still make it a one-of-a-kind unique experience, yeah. right? Because think about New York and how many properties you have right. there and everyone's going to automatically assume it's this one thought process mm -hmm. when you yeah. want to kind of still go outside the box a little bit. So sometimes those can be a bit more challenging to think through, yeah. but uh, somehow <laughs> we always make it happen. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. So speaking to that, I guess what's one design element or trend you were most excited about seeing within the hospitality industry this year? I would say color. It's so exciting yeah. to see color coming back. And it's not just all gray and neutral. <laughs> There's <laughs> this big infusion of jewel tones, the deep, rich indigo blues, the sapphires, the emerald greens. It's just really exciting to see that and then being able to incorporate it and having clients actually be excited about incorporating right. those colors and wanting to jump out a little bit and use some of those colors. Mm -hmm. And again, depending on what the color is, it might just be that simple little accessory yep. or a pillow or something, but we at least get to infuse it and the bones are there, but it's just really fun to see that. And then it ties in that culture. It ties in that locale. And it's just, I don't know, I'm excited to have color again. It's just really fun to work with it. And how does maybe like Pantone's color of the year or the other institutes that put out their um, color forecast, how does that impact design for you? Um, it does impact us to some extent. So Pantone's okay. color peach fuzz, you know, is mm -hmm. nice and warm and cozy, light and airy, but it's also just a great neutral, right? right. So it's a great base to work off yeah. of. Um, as a base. And then it works so beautifully with so many other great, more saturated tones that I think it just becomes that new balance. Uh, again, I think as much as we all love the grays and the whites and the neutrals, at least for me as a designer and even for my team, we're excited to kind of jump a little bit further out now. So yeah. uh, it's fun to, to kind of see these trends and how they're evolving and ebb and flow a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Good. I think some good words to kind of summarize this whole conversation is balance and color and seamless transition between spaces, indoor, outdoor, and a lot of good stuff there. But Lisa, is there anything else you want to mention before we uh, wrap this up? Well, again, I thank you for your time and it was a lot of fun. Always, always fun to chat with you. So I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you so much.
latest news and insights from across the global hotel industry, head to hotelnewsnow.com for up-to-the-minute breaking news and subscribe to the new Hotel News Now podcast to hear directly from industry leaders. Available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find podcasts. This episode of the Hotel News Now podcast network was recorded by Dana Miller on January 22nd, 2024 and edited by Rachel Dobb. Check Hotel News Now for the latest hospitality industry news.